And welcome back to another episode of Wax Wednesdays. Why join a pirate? Why join? Why join the Navy when you can be a pirate? And that's why I do the intros. Yeah, sorry, it's been a couple of weeks since I've done the intro. Um, but this week we are talking about singer-songwriters. So last week, obviously, you heard me ramble on about Cal King being the greatest singer-songwriter ever. And this week, we're actually going to back that up and play the best singer-songwriters in our collection. I'm not going to play Carol King. <laughs> I was Again, waiting. I play the whole album. I was I waiting for that. But yeah, good to be back for another week. Kind of back back on the podcast. How's your week been, Louis? Yeah, not too bad actually. I'm. I've been. I've been looking forward to this. I've been really back into the music a bit. I went and saw Rocket Man last night. So, but did you actually? Is that yeah. why you're talking about? Well, Elton? I just knew Elton was a singer songwriter and a pretty good one, and I did enjoy it. So I'm kind of up for hearing some a bit more Elton John. So was I mean, hey, it's all topical. Yeah, I'd recommend, recommend it. it. I'd say it was better than Bohemian Rhapsody. I. Th- but I think. That's because it would just appeal to. A, I didn't know much Elton John, and you know a lot of Queen, and I like I loved Queen, yeah. which is why I saw it. But I didn't know much Elton John at all, and I saw it, and I'm like, that was cool. I actually really enjoyed it. I enjoyed the casting and the whole production. So yeah, I'd recommend it. Yeah, I actually really want to say that we're talking about Rocket Man. Uh, yeah, all right, I'll put it on the list. So a little prelude. I'm actually going to play Elton John. Um, I'm not just going to play Elton John. I'm actually no, gonna... this is this is a bit of a red hot record out of Gideon's collection, to be honest. <laughs> I really pulled this one out of my ass, mate. It'd probably be. I reckon it'd be a bit of a hard to find. Elton John live in Australia, pretty cool, right? Yeah, with the Melbourne Symphony Orchestra. Where's it recorded? This was recorded in the Sydney Opera House. Ah, oh. no overdubs on this album. Beautiful Pure live, um, cl- uh, f- maximum clarity. Well, that's an absolute treat coming up for you guys, listeners out there. And um, I'm excited. Yeah, the first half of the show featured Elton and his 13-piece band. And you are joining the concert after the interval, just as the 80-piece Melbourne Symphony Orchestra is heard and seen for the first time on this. So that will be a treat. I love orchestral accompaniments with you know, with big like rock bands. I just think it's fucking epic. Oh, even with DJs like... Oh, yeah. Actually, with any artist, I'm very much into it. Yeah, even with DJs, the Melbourne Symphony Orchestra played with Jeff Mills, like an absolute techno legend, played at the Sydney Opera House, played in Melbourne as well. That's epic. Um, part of uh, Melbourne Music Week, but took that nationwide, and that show was just insane. Well, I mean, he might not be the – like, they might, you know, this is could be a bit of a divisional uh I'll be divisive. But um, I know that they did a – I think they did a tour, maybe it was the Adelaide Orchestra with Hilltop Hoods. I know that they toured – yeah, they did a whole orchestral album. I actually have a, that album. The, yeah. Um, I think they re, yeah, I think they rewrote that album for that too. The Hard well. Road. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I actually think it's so, such beautiful music. Yeah. Like, going down the hard road. Like, it sounds like a pretty Aussie hip-hop song. Yeah, but, like, but then played the to strings. The string section is like so beautiful. Uh, well, my brother uh, bought me tickets to The Empire Strikes Back at one of the Melbourne recital centres and the Symphony Orchestra played with that and it was fantastic. I was mesmerised just watching them play. Yeah, I love seeing orchestral orchestral performances just full stop. <laughs> like, regardless of what they're doing, just like to be with that amount of talented musicians in one room is just like greatness. Yeah, exactly. Like, no, like nothing can go wrong. <laughs> so yeah, so so yeah, fucking so cultured. All right, kids, what are you playing? What's the lineup besides Elton John? Which is yeah. So besides epic. Elton John, the other artist I'm going to play, and this is one of my um, personal time favorites. It's going to be Erica Badu. Fucking love that girl. I'm going to play her debut single. It was a first chart hit and has also won her a first Grammy for it. Oh, no way. For the so for the album play. or just for the single? For the, This was for the single, but I'm pretty sure the album went on um, and was Grammy nominated as well. I've actually never heard of uh, Erica Badu. What? 
Yeah. Uh, sorry, guys. Louise just disappointed me. Um, <laughs> hey, we had some, you know, I reckon I'm going to play some artists here. You're never going to. No, that's all. definitely true. You play more so more artists than I don't know than probably I play that you don't know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's not to say, um, and I think I, you just have obscure records. <laughs> and uh, disclaimer to the audience, I actually own up to it on air. So go me. Good work. <laughs> um, Erica Badu is like an absolute icon. Blew up in the 90s. Like she was making records with Jay Dilla. Oh, sick. Went on to make, obviously, this album that blew up. And she's probably the best. I'd say she's probably the best, one of the best female so- singer-songwriters. And it was an absolute shame on my part that I didn't play her last week. But I'm doing it justice by playing her this week. All right. And then the last one. Well, you're, I think we'll just keep you in suspense. You'll see what that yeah, is. Yeah, let's not spoil it all. Yeah, it's another big name hitter and you'll be like, yeah, of course he's in this. Sorry, it is a guy to give it away. But you'll be like, of course he's a singer-songwriter yeah. and it's included. And also, you know, I'm sure people, you know, everyone can write about the lineup tonight, but we're just playing from what's in. And I wish I had more singer-songwriters. There's just like so many. Like my parent, half my dad's collection I reckon is like singer-songwriters from like Dylan to like fucking – Everyone. Well, who would you say is the be- the best of all time? Then are we, are we Bob Dylan. Name? Bob Dylan is the best singer-songwriter ever. Yeah, he's the goat. I mean, but like we're counting like solo artists. We're not counting bands and like fe- like the likes of like Freddie Freddie Mercury, John Lennon. No, no. I think like singer-songwriter is also uh, it's also a genre. So you know, and it's more about um, I think it's more about their lyricism. More Otis so Redding should be in this them. discussion, I think, as well. Maybe. Yeah, I'd agree. I'd agree. Yeah, I think it's more about their lyricism rather than the actual the band and the performance. But because when you think of like you know, then Bob Dylan came out and like revolutionized music when he just turned like Woodstock into a rock and roll event. So it's the impact they have on the on, on the genre you define it, or is it like the actual talent as a musician? Oh, oh I, again, you've put me into a hole now. But I, you know what? Fuck it, I'm going to pick up the shovel. I don't think Bob Dylan was the greatest musician, but I think he was there a phenomenal lyricist, and I think that's more what the singer-songwriter genre is about. like, Well, it's hard. You're a singer and a songwriter. So there's two defining critiques of what it is. So you can be an incredible yeah. singer and your songwriting can be fucking good, but if you're a better fucking songwriter than you are a singer, like what are you, yeah, what's exactly. more impressive? Well, um, contrary to maybe common knowledge is Elton John wasn't actually, um, he was a singer-songwriter. He definitely wrote and sang some of his songs, but he also operated as a partnership. He also had a guy write a lot for him. Oh, ruining the movie for me as well. <laughs> well, there we go. Um, no, but I'm but sure. No, but even like when you fl- like flash back to Carol Cook last week. Uh, sorry, yeah, <laughs> Carol, Carol Cook. Yeah, yeah. Sam, I'm cooked. <laughs> <laughs> You're thinking of Sam Cook for those playing home. Yeah, yeah. Another one in the discussion of probably all times. Yeah, exactly. Well, she was she was writing for a majority artist like Aretha Franklin. Like you know, based on that bias, Aretha was a singer rather than like singer songwriter. For sure, I think there's a lot of people. I think this is more of a modern day problem of. Of artists, I'd agree, of yeah. ghost writers, especially of like you hear all these big name um, artists, mostly pop as well. It's just kind of disgraceful as an art form. It's kind of lost, but so many big pop artists have got ghost writers these days. Well, it's all about marketing, isn't it? Like you know, some of these pop writers are better built to sell music than potentially the actual writer or producer of the music itself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, yeah. Should we just play some music now? I reckon we've. Uh, so <laughs> there you go, guys. That's our. That's our little. You know. Airtime out of the way. Now we're going to get into the music. All right, play the first record.
for today. Peace and blessings manifest with every lesson learned. If your knowledge were your wealth, then it would be well earned. If we were made in his image, then call us by our names. Most intellects do not believe in God, but they fear us just the same.
our live audience here as you can hear we're not Elton John <laughs> no but that was epic 
Yeah, that was good. So the middle one was Bob Dylan. That was the one I didn't tell you before. So those are the three of mine. I think that's a pretty high standard I set you there, Louis. Yeah, exactly. Well, like I just had to get sort of off there. I can now play anything I want after we just played Bob Dylan like a Rolling Stone. Because um, singer songwriter genre is now <laughs> completely covered by that one track. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But no, I, like I am definitely stealing that Elton John album. Like actually stealing that Elton John album. You're never going to see it again. But the, th- the key with this album is even listening to it in your headphones probably doesn't do it justice. Like you need no. a big sound system for such a stereo sound. Which we've got. Which we, uh, unfortunately, couldn't uh, play for you. Yeah. We can only play... It's only for our, It's only for the pirates listing pressure, you know, pleasure. But only for the live audience yeah. here. The pirates don't share their true treasure, do they? Well, share the recording, but you can't share the true experience, you know? No. no. Yeah, the, I like the gold. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right that. All right, well, I'm going to play you guys... Uh, Three of my singer-songwriters. I actually picked five down off my shelf and I've now narrowed it down to three. Um, Going uh, to play for you guys a track by Dr. John. Uh, rest in peace. He only passed away, I think, a couple of weeks ago. Uh, he's a bit of, he was a bit of an enigma. The, um, like he's like the nightman, Dr. John. Uh, a bit of a crazy guy, always wore like hectic sunglasses on stage. Had a, uh, There's an interesting live performance of him playing with the band and he does such a night. And he's like, if you just guys want to get like an understanding of the kind of guy he was, you should definitely watch that. Um, but the album's called Desensitively Bonnaroo. And I'm going to play his track, <clears throat> What Comes Around Goes Around. Uh, so he normally plays on on the piano. And he's a, he's a fucking character. He's a pretty sick songwriter. Um, and I'm going to back it up with... This album I dug for like like months and you months. You played and this months. guy on the podcast before. Uh, yeah, I played. I played a track by Tom Waits. Um, I played. I played a Christmas album by him that wasn't all <laughs> that Christmassy. It was the saddest fucking Christmas song ever. But yeah, if anyone can write a sad song, it's Tom Waits. Uh, he looks miserable. <laughs> like he yeah. really does. Well, this is his debut album, and this is this is like the first sort of original pressing album I tracked down and bought, and I spent a bit of money on it. Um, yeah, it's probably like one of my most to me, one of my most valuable records in my collection. And the song I played for you is called Closing Time. And like, I think we had like the CD and it stuck in a car in Scotland, me and my dad, and like always listen to this song. Um, the Man Loves a Stout, as the song will say. And then I'm going to finish with a uh, another singer-songwriter with a pretty pretty long track uh, by Jackson Brown, which is also live. So we'll finish with a, finish with a bit of a live, nice. live I want to give a special. I always want to give a shout-out to some of the singer-songwriters that we didn't, aren't going to play. But we'll, we'll we'll give you those shout outs after the after these records. All right, I'll take it away then. All right, play your three inferior records. Yeah, fuck <laughs> mate. Nah, they're, I'm sure they're beautiful. Well, I mean, you just put them in the shit now, haven't you? Doesn't anything post Elton John and, and Bob Dylan? Yeah, but fuck you, I love Tom Waits. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. 
Stones Records, Louie, and two of them were actually in the Rolling Stones Top 100, so nicely picked. Yeah, we got uh, four out of six of our records are on the Top 100. Yeah, we don't we don't just want to copy the Rolling Stones. This is our own, yeah. our own list, so obviously they're not going to get the ones we get. Yeah, okay. Guess, <laughs> but the ones I guess we'll got. just shit on the Rolling Stones. Best singer-songwriter's list of all time. Fuck the Rolling Stones. No, they're pretty good. Anyways, so the Rolling Stones Top 10... Um, we were talking about this before. Tim was Stevie Wonder, who I was actually wanted to play, and Louis told me not to for reasons only Louis can explain. I'm a musical nigga. <laughs> Johnny Mitchell came at number nine, number eight, Paul Simon, seven, Carol King, my one true love. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. I'll support that. Number six was Mick Jagger. Obviously, a little biased because of the Rolling Stones. Yeah, yeah. Smokey Robinson at number six. Adam Five. See blues. Smokey Robinson. Yeah. Yeah, he's a Motown. Yeah, okay. Kind yeah. of a On the Motown Motown's label, greatest yeah. hits in R&B. Yeah. Then number four, Chuck Berry. Did I say number five? That was number five. Oh, I'll keep going. All right. Number four is Chuck Berry. And then the top three, John Lennon, Paul McCartney, and our hometown hero. Bob Dylan. <laughs> <laughs> the three of the Fitzroy hometown hero. <laughs> He's not really a hometown hero. He's no, no I'm, like, I'm not even the biggest Bob Dylan fan, but I mean, hey, like, he's cool. Actually, take that back. Bob Dylan Hurricane is a fucking. You only like him because he plays song. with the harmonica and you fucking love the harmonica. Yeah, yeah. And Hurricane's awesome. Yeah, uh, this is the story about yeah, the, the hurricane. Yeah, it's yeah. a good one. Yeah. Ruben Carter could kill so, him. Yeah, just one. surprisingly enough, there wasn't a lot of females in that hottest uh, top 100 singer songwriters, probably like 10%, I'd say, out of 100. So 10 out of 100. And. I think it's a bit appalling on the Rolling Stones, actually. I don't even want to talk about the lack of women in the hottest one. It's like it's appalling. We don't even need to say any more on it. I agree, but it would have been nice for Erica to be in there or some other ones. Lauren yeah. Hill wasn't even in there. Yeah. I mean, like, I've got quite a few singer-songwriters. Ella Fitzgerald, was she in there? I think. Yeah, I, she was. Yeah. I did, but oh, yeah, that's right. She wasn't in our one. Nora Jones, Renee Gale. Nora Jones, yeah. Anyways, we can go Nina on and Simone. on about. Yeah, Nina Simone. What the? F- anyway, Sharon Jones. Yeah. We're just naming people we played last week. Yeah, yeah pretty much. <laughs> so if you haven't heard last week's episode, there's the play Gloria to Barnes. listen to that one. Um, Gloria Jones. Yeah, so next week, Louie, what do you want to play? Uh, well, as you can see, we definitely kept to the skinhead reggae theme this week. So uh, I don't know. Whatever I say, we're not going to play next week, guys. So um, you know what? I'm going to say we're going to play death metal. I love death metal. Tune in next week for a sick death metal podcast. Thanks for listening. Let me know if you like this new format of my three records versus Louis' three records or if you want us to go back to the two. Yeah, get, essentially two, two. Gideon just wants more uh, gratification for his playlist over mine. Well, I think that's just happening regardless. So <laughs> don't worry about that. All right, thanks for listening, guys. Bye. Bye.